I'll be at Brewski's on July 7th. I, sorry, I haven't done this in a long time. It's, it's on me. Well, I snuck into Bump's house to record this, and this microphone smells like Mick Ultra and hot dogs. It's weird. Was that a thump or a duck call? What was that? <laughs> a little bit of both. Uh, a turkey call, actually. Gobble, gobble. But yeah, that was that was probably. I'm I'm out of practice. We haven't done this in a while. It's I'm been a. I mean, week. did we even do anything in 2023? Um, I, think I think I was like, let's get this out of the way before 2022 ends. Yeah, and then you blink and you blink and, and we're Hattiesburg Soup. I think, dude. I think I was thinking about this earlier. I think they need to change the airport to the Hattiesburg Super Regional Airport if we keep hosting these things. Please tell me there's going to be an Applebee's in the terminal. <laughs> uh, I think we've treaded water long enough. What, what are we supposed to say? Let's after get these to, messages, we'll be right after back. These, after these messages, we'll be right back. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday Night Live. Saturday. Something along those lines. Let's get Let's get to the show. I think that's it. Welcome. To to the top. Talk. Greetings and salutations, everyone, and welcome to another episode of To the Top Talk, brought to you by our good friends over at Fourth Street Bar and Grill. We are recording this on June the 19th from beautiful Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and Mobile, and North Carolina, and all over the place. Here, as always, with your break from the High Resource 5 propaganda to talk a little Southern Miss athletics, I'm your host, Jason Bailey. Joining me now, the one and only Patrick Lowry. Yo, man, what an intro. Getting the band back together. And yeah. also, also joining us, uh, the... Kind of the founder of the feast as far as this podcast goes, Jamie Arrington. What up, buddy? Man, I got to tell you, you guys have done a, a, a an okay job of holding it down. Um, you really furthering the brand. It. Appreciate yeah, what you're doing. Definitely take that. Yeah, keeping the and I love that you guys actually go to games. I think that's really important <laughs> for a uh, podcast. Yeah, it makes it you know it makes it a little easier. Believe it or not, <laughs> I don't know. From out in the roost, sometimes I'm like. You know, I miss most of the stuff. I'm doing the uh, the notes afterwards, and I'm like, did that happen? I don't remember that, but okay, whatever. And, and also joining us, uh, the wizard of whiskey himself, Shane Lott. You know, uh, Bump reached out, and I thought to myself, it's been a while since I've recorded myself getting drunk on the internet, so <laughs> why not? <laughs> well, it's great to have you guys back. It's um, it feels a little weird, you know, like for the longest time, I didn't even want to like do reads because I was too nervous to do it. And Jamie's always really good at it. And so now I'm in this seat and just looking at y'all, uh, I'm just trying not to mess up basically. Um, but I want to remind everybody, this show is brought to you by four street bar and grill, always the place to be pre and post game for every USM sporting event, have all the games on. If you can't make it to the game, $9 and 95 cent plate lunches, Monday through Friday, home style plate lunches, Tag us on social when you go by there, and that will get yourself a shout out. I, I got okay. a question about Fourth yep. Street. 
Cause it's, I mean, it's fourth street to me is like a museum. Like it's got like mm-hmm. all the stuff on the walls, but one thing I struggle with whenever I go, some to, of it intentional, some of it intentional. <laughs> have, have you ever guys ever eaten healthy at, at fourth street? Describe healthy. Or that's why I don't know. Like, cause I, I'm, I see I've got the fried I've chicken salad. Had, it's I've all relative. I've never had a salad. Because salads are huge. Well, everything's so tempted. Like I'm like the burger. I'm like, ah, right, well, I think I need to have that. Or you know, I, I've never delved I'm into that. something with gravy on it. I was about to say, being the last yeah. time that I went, I had gravy cheese fries. I don't think I can oh. answer the healthy question. <laughs> Pretty much anything, <laughs> anything fried, you can't go wrong. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. No. They do a good. And, they do a great. Job. And those. Yeah. And that. That. Uh. That. I. I. I joke about the fried chicken salad, but it's awesome, and is so big. I don't know if it qualifies for healthy after I eat that much of it, <laughs> you know, but it's got to be a little bit better. Another half a gallon of ranch, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got to get extra ranch. In fact, they just bring it out. They're like, we realize, you know, we got you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you didn't order this and want to go light on the dressing is, is what they got from that. <laughs> right. Well, all I know is Chad Dickens is loving this episode already. <laughs> Absolutely. We need multiple thumbs. Thumps. Uh-huh. Thumps. So they is, is he still alive? <laughs> I've I've spoken to Chad recently. He's okay. He's yeah. still alive and grouchy. <laughs> he is grouchy as always. As always, uh, might be moving to Hattiesburg one of these days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> be grouchy in person instead of grouchy on the internet. <laughs> um. So what happened since the last time we recorded? Well, we had the Super uh, Regionals in Hattiesburg. Uh, we signed some Should basketball have been in Knoxville. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course, it never rains in Knoxville. Um. And we enjoyed some Father's Day shenanigans. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what all happened. <laughs> um, Pilo, before we get into the meat of this thing, um, every time I check out the mailbox, it looks like we have some people, some more people buying shirts, uh, namely yeah. that Goat Yoga shirt. So, remind everybody how they can get a hold of that. Yeah. So, any of our uh, social uh, networks, or we all we have a we have a link tree there that'll get you directly to the Goat Yoga page or to the Bonfire website. But again, I'm going to give you that URL. As I always do, Bonfire.com/slash/store/slash/to the top talk, and uh, stay tuned because I think um, yeah, obviously we're wrapping up the season, the school year this year, and. Um, as we normally do take a break uh, during the summer, but that's also going to give us some time to kind of get some things together and gear up for fall camp um, and also some new t-shirts. So we're going to give you guys plenty of time to kind of have those to get them shipped for football season. So uh, stay tuned for an episode dropping in July that will kind of talk about some uh, releases of new shirts coming for the fall. And also, we'll say that if anyone hears any uh, sounds in the background that sounds like uh, machine guns, apparently it's fireworks. It's a federal holiday. It's Juneteenth when we're recording this. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a that's a firework type deal. Or maybe July 4th is right around the corner, so they're already selling them. I don't know. But my phone has went off about six times since I've been here. People saying, gunshots, there's machine guns, run for your life. But now it's definitely fireworks. I hear them everywhere. So. I live by Joe Paul and he's, I mean, he's a little wild, so it wouldn't (laughs) shock me at all. You know, those parties on Jamestown are out of control. Yeah. If I had a dollar for every time I drove by Joe Paul's house and he was out in the front yard and nothing but chaps with his six shooter. That's, uh, (laughs) there's like a, there's like a 
a lot of white SUVs going out into the street. At least five, Pilo. Yeah. So what do what do you guys been up to, Jamie? We'll start with you. Um, I, of course, I think you're still heavily involved in the Hub City comedy, and then your job. I still don't fully understand it, um, but I know that you're super busy with that all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's where the gunshots are coming from. Mm-hmm. That's where. Um, yeah. That's yeah. how we do it. Um, so so what you up to, man? Um. Yeah, man. I tell you, so many ambitions and and so little action. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, so I got some stuff I want to do. I'm trying to get back. So I've got two shows coming up. I'm going to go ahead and plug them right now. Yeah. Uh, so July the 7th uh, at Brewski's is our 13th anniversary show. So uh, today is actually the 13-year anniversary of Hub City Comedy. Anyway, everything that's come through the Hub City, all the evolutions that have happened, all the amazing comics, all the homegrown talent, uh, all comes to a head on uh, July 7th at, at Brewski's. It's going to be a fun, fun show. Again, if you're somebody that – you know, somewhat offended by jokes and may not be for you, but um, if you if not, come out and support us and have a good time with us. And then Laughs for Life, this year's Laughs for Life is going to be on July 28th. It's somebody's birthday. And um, John Christ is headlining that show. I, I believe it's sold out, but if you're really fiending um, for a ticket, hit me up. But other than that, you know, work, man. Work's crazy. We've got a podcast network now where I work. Greatness Media, Greatness Network, about to announce some new shows. We got two top 200 podcasts on iTunes. Wizard, what about you, man? What's going on? How's how's the fam over in North Carolina? Oh, well, recently moved into a van down by the river. Mm. Uh, but no, uh, uh, I do not work for a successful podcast network. I have no top 100 <laughs> podcasts currently, uh, but... The uh, commercial construction space has been keeping me busy, uh, as well as chasing Evie around, who is four going on uh, 37 now <laughs> and is quite the handful. So she keeps me busy. Uh, she's getting to that age where she's got a little uh, got a little attitude. Yeah. Yeah. I got a little attitude and has discovered that uh, she can. Uh, I don't advise it if she likes to keep all her toys that she likes, but uh, she can say no and she does say no. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun. Four is good. a great age. Yeah. Good deal. Well, you know, Jackson, Jack's six now. God, Jamie, you're talking about the, the hub city comedy thing, but that's just doesn't seem like that long ago when the, the first show was over. Well, I was at your very first show in Laurel. Uh, and then I guess the regular first show was that Caliente. Caliente, yeah. Like oh man, God, that's that place. And uh, yeah, you talk about like blast on the pet. You just said Jack is six. Jack is six. He's playing six-year-old all-stars right now. I remember like semi-important baseball. I remember six years ago he was born right before that football game that we should have packed out that only had like half the stadium full for uh, against the Kentucky Wildcats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Good deal. So what I figured we would talk about is just kind of a year in review. Um, so, and we're just going to kind of take it uh, as the seasons went, just start off with, with football, kind of hit on some, some biggest moments of, of the season um, and, and, and just kind of go from there. Um, so the football team ended up this season, seven and six, four and four in conference and then a bowl win mm-hmm. uh, that Jamie and I went to. So <laughs> if you guys can, can think back to the season. Um, hey, I was there too. Come on. Did you go to the bowl game? <laughs> I was in the suite. Yeah, man. Oh, you're remember, in the you suite. remember that? Yeah. Jamie and I were down there with the people. Got the suite tickets. 
with the commoners. Yeah, that's right. But we did yeah, high five, you know, pretty much the entire team as they came over there to do a little trophy celebration. But that uh, was, I was flipping through the channels the other night randomly, and the bowl game was on, and I yeah. watched. Like I fell asleep like halfway through the fourth quarter, but I was like, you know what? Yes, <laughs> yes, I'll watch this. Yeah, I watched Frank Gore run for three hundred yards. Yeah, absolutely, because that was about the time where they had made that little run in the third quarter, uh, and then Frank was like, "Nah, I'm gonna take this game over." Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that was the perfect time for me to to stumble upon it. Sorry, wanted to throw that in there. No, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we're talking about. And <clears throat> what were some of the biggest moments that you guys thought from the season? I mean, just off the top of my head, the two-lane game. Um, yeah. But, I mean, coming into it, you know, we, we didn't really know what was going to happen with uh, – we knew Frank was good. We knew Brownlee was good. But you know, th- there was a lot – Maples went down, you know. Bozeman went down again. So, it just – if you can think back to football, uh, just – Coming into the season, kind of what were your expectations? And do you think that last year kind of lived up to those expectations? I think to me, the big goal last year was just to get back to a bowl. I mean, we knew we had some inconsistencies at quarterback. We hoped that would take care of itself, but it didn't, obviously. And uh, just like the year before, we we went through a carousel of quarterbacks and eventually had to throw uh, Frank Gore Jr. in the mix. When I think about, mm-hmm. like, the highlights of the year um, – to me, that that first half in Miami was strong. You're sitting there thinking, all right, we're mm. going toe-to-toe with a ranked team right here. Yeah. Um, of course, the bowl game, I mean, was was really tremendous to get back in a bowl, secure that win to have a winning season. Um, and and it was a very – it was a, a, a year where it could have – I mean, we could have had three wins or we could have had eight or nine. I mean, it was there were so sure. many games that were close that we haven't had that lately. Um, but when I think about the highlight of the year, to me, it was that Thursday night football game against Louisiana at the at the Rock. I mean, that was so much fun. It was such an amazing atmosphere, and uh, it was so good to get. I mean, they they have kind of over the past few years with the, you know, there's been some strong teams, but but uh, the Raging Cajuns have kind of been the strong Sun Belt team. I mean, uh, aside from a few flashes from like Coastal or App State, but uh, getting that win to me that was the highlight. That really set the tone mm-hmm. and. Uh, really led to some, some disappointing games the following three weeks when we couldn't couldn't seem to get anything going and get got smoked by Georgia State. So to me, that that's that's the highlight of football season. Yeah, looking back, I kind of forgot about that. I'll just like put it out of my memory. But yeah, lose to Georgia State, forty-two to fourteen, um, in the rain. Probably should have been Coastal Super Carolina. Uh, yeah, there's so many lost that one. So many games that were just one score, right? One possession. In South uh, Alabama. And the yeah. one game that me and the fam fly down for is the rainy cold game where we get absolutely destroyed. So <laughs> maybe it's my fault. And yeah. Well, yeah. And don't forget about the, the very first game of the year, the Liberty game, the four yeah. OT game. Yeah. yeah. That could have gone our way. I mean, that's to, to your point, Jamie, that seven could have turned into nine. Pretty just with those two games. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. Without a quarterback. I mean, you know, relatively yeah. speaking. Now in, in hindsight, and when you're talking about the season itself, the highlight was that Louisiana game. But in hindsight, the Tulane win, obviously, with yeah. how their season turned out. But at the time, it was like, oh, this is, you know, Tulane is good. We haven't been a good team in quite some time. So it's good to beat them. But we didn't know how good they were going to end up being. Yeah. I mean, the only team they didn't beat this year, that year, right? They lost to UCF and then they beat them in the bowl game. So uh, we were the only team they, you know, did not beat. 
Still oh. your daddy greenies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was just, to me, it yep. was just one of those moments where, um, you know, it was exciting away game, big crowd, uh, you know, and we did what we were yeah, supposed big to Big crowd, do. you know, you're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, Tilly. Um, it was just, it was just a great weekend, top to bottom. So, yeah. Good wins issue. like that and and the Louisiana win uh, and the bowl game are all huge for momentum going forward because you're not starting over from scratch for having another bad season where only the diehards are there. You, you the, If you can stack some wins, win some bowl games, keep the momentum going, that's when you start getting the people that aren't there every game back in the stadium. And then you start getting crowds in the upper 20,000s, pushing 30,000. You put 30,000 people in the rock. And that's a fun atmosphere. Uh, yeah. And you know, the, oof, we're, we're not talking about this coming season yet or the schedule, but I mean, it's going to be a tough year just schedule wise. Uh, yeah. We could be a better football team and have less wins. Uh, so that's just getting to the bowl game uh, and, and winning the bowl game to, to have a winning season. And that's what Southern Miss is about. Winning season football is getting to winning bowl games for competing for conference championships. So that's, you know, what we've been forever. And uh, that's, that's a step in that, that direction, getting that going again. So last year, uh, of course, Frank's back, uh, Frank Gore Jr. Um, so we ran the ball for 2,199 yards and 15 TDs as a team. Frank Gore Jr. ran for 1,382 yards and nine of those TDs. So he pretty much was our rushing offense. Threw the ball for 2,700 yards and 20 touchdowns. Wilkie kind of led the way there, even though it was, a, it was a carousel of quarterback. Wilkie threw for 1,151 yards, eight TDs, and nine interceptions. And we're having to, to replace some coaches, replace some players. But the biggest one that everybody knows about is, of course, uh, Armstrong headed to Florida, and in comes the DOB, right? So Dan O'Brien, try to remove myself from, from a lot of these. Just, we, we've become such good friends. And Pilo's in the Florida, same Florida by way of Tuscaloosa. By way of Tuscaloosa, right. Um, but what do you guys think about that transition? Uh, or do you know a lot about Dan, uh, what he might bring to the table? Um how do you see that shaking out? Because it's been a hot topic on Twitter. People were like, Armstrong's gone. What are we going to do? And <laughs> even though I try to remove myself, I was like, man, I've talked to him a lot. He's like one of the smartest guys I've ever met. He's not going to yep. jump up and down and like chest bump you on the sideline and all that, which we all love that attribute of, of Armstrong. But it also didn't take Coach Will Hall uh, a whole lot of time to pull the trigger <laughs> on, you know, on on getting on, on naming Dan the uh, – the defensive coordinator. So talk about that a little bit. Uh, Shane, I guess we'll start off with you this time. Like what, what do you know about Dan O'Brien and, and what do you expect out of this golden Eagle defense in, in 2023? Really? I mean, just what you've told me that he likes long walks on the beach and horseback (laughs) rides and fresh flowers delivered in the morning. Um, No, (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm scared to talk about the guy. I don't want Jason to, to hurt me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, uh, I honestly, I, I do not know much about him. I, I trust Will Hall. And like you said, the speed with which the decision was made, mm-hmm. it, it seems like Will Hall had a plan in place for the day when 
Austin getting a, a high dollar job was inevitably going to happen. So, uh, yeah, I'd, uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. It's it's a different person, maybe a slightly different philosophy, but uh, we've still got some studs over there on the defensive side of the football, and uh, I, I don't think Will Hall is going to make a misstep in that move. Right, I don't, Jamie. I don't know enough about Dob to really like say for sure. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you 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 look at his history coming from Georgia, and you know the the. the the football experience he has, and you look at how the safeties have played the past few years, it's like the safeties have been really strong. Uh, but if I was going to say just like an observation by not knowing what schematically what it's going to look like on the field, it kind of reminds me of John Thompson to Dave Womack personality-wise. You've got yeah. this fiery guy that introduces this this new defense that does really well, and then he moves up the ladder, and then, then Womack comes in, who's a little more cool in the clutch, um, but very, very capable. So, I mean, might have, I don't want to, I don't want to compare him, but he was a very, very, I mean, like you couldn't have asked for a better transition there. So I'm hoping that's more of the case this year. And, and if you look at the roster that he has to work with, I mean, uh, I think we're, we're pretty strong. I mean, you got to replace guys like Eric Scott, you know, Malik shorts, but uh, all in all, I mean, it still should, there still should be s- some strong talent on that side of the ball. Stanley Random interjection. Back. Yeah, Stanley's coming back. Bozeman's coming back. Maples is coming back. Um, uh, gosh, what's his name? Thor. Avery. Uh, Avery. Yeah, Avery Hobbs. Avery Hobbs. Um, he's name coming Thor. back. <laughs> I just got you can't get Thor out of. I him. knew immediately like what you were talking about. That right. was a <laughs> bad thing. It was like, oh yeah, that's good. when he signed, we were like, oh yeah, we just signed Thor. This is great. I was so, like Ronnie Thornton. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Kyrie. Um, <laughs> So a lot of good players are coming back, of course. Like Malik Schwartz, my favorite player, you know, from the last few years, uh, he's gone. Latham's gone. Um, but, but, but you know, it's anyway, I think the pieces are in place. Uh, Shane mentioned the schedule, and we'll get to talking about the schedule here in a minute. But but defensively, I think we're going to be okay. A lot of the same terminology is going to be used. You're not having to relearn everything. We didn't just hire a new guy that's going to come in with a different everything, right? Yeah, I mean, um, we're, uh, we're already pretty good. Yeah, I mean, my thoughts initially, like I second I heard Armstrong, you know, gone. I was like, my first sentence, I think, was you got to elevate DOB. Like, I think just where we were, um, I was like, that that's the move. I mean, the guy has you, you know, I mean, I I like he's like you said, I, I think he's become a really good friend of ours out in the roost and yeah, know him and and from what I know, like obviously I, I never played football, uh watched a lot of football, but um just hearing him talk and the way he can break down things is just uh you, you know the football smarts is there, right? And uh that's the kind of guy that I would rather have than somebody that does dumping jacks on the sidelines. I would rather have somebody that not I like that, both, you know. You know yeah, I, I, I mean I, I love like, the energy, I, like I love energy, but I yeah. also love somebody who is scheming and you know it, you know letting it well, yeah, speak for itself on the well field. and some of the people that he's worked for well, number one his dad's a coaching legend right yep um so he's been he's been a gym rat and uh and then he he he, he God, what was it he did with he did something with the patriots uh, he was a, a scouting early, assistant yeah so anyway he, he you know sat in some meetings with belichick mm-hmm. and then he was at alabama for a while anyway the pedigree's there and then the training is there, and he's finally getting a crack at this thing, man. So let's see what happens. Yep. I think we're in great shape. Um, 
And, but it, and so as that's as far as the defense goes. But then you know, offensively, we mentioned Frank, uh, but we are replacing some good players too, like Jason Brownlee. Uh, Trey Lowe really came on at the end of the year. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? I guess, Jamie, we'll start with you on offensively. Um, we mentioned, I mentioned earlier that we ran for right at 2,200 yards, three for 2,700. Uh, those numbers are okay, but where do you see this team hopefully stacking up numbers wise? Like, I think we got to have some more passing yards, right? Yeah, we got to have some more passing yards and less I think interceptions. They, and less interceptions. I think the, the you know, what could be crucial this year is the quarterback depth. I mean, getting the transfers that we had come in, uh, you know, Wilkie's back um, and not having, you know, last year it was keys and then it was, that was it. It was like, you know, once he went down, it was, you had to throw Wilkie into the fire. You didn't have a choice. So, um, yeah, it really depends on who who comes out of quarterback position. I mean, I feel, you got to feel good about how, where we look across the board. I mean, as far as just a, a, a solid, you know, uh, an improved offense, but it really is going to come down to the quarterback position. So it's really tough to say at this point, not knowing, but what is encouraging is the depth we do have at that position. It'll be interesting to see who comes out on top uh, this September. It's nice to know that in that quarterback room, you, you've got guys you get like legitimate, a whole bunch of division one quarterbacks, kind of like the basketball team last year. I remember we made that point on the show. Yeah, we did. People asked, you know, like, what's the basketball team going to be? I was like, I don't know. But when I went to practice, we have like 10 guys that are division one basketball players. So I think that means we're going to be better. Quarterback room, same way. I mean, you look at Billy Wiles, uh, who has made his way out to the roost a pretty good bit. He calls me Mr. Bailey every time. I'm like, dude, I love that. every time you say that I'm looking for my dad, brother. Uh, you know, <laughs> um, and, 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 uh, and then Holman Edwards, uh, East central, and then went to Houston last year anyway. So been a part of some big time, uh, uh, programs and, and just been around qu- uh, quarterback situations, you know, even if they didn't play a whole lot where they were, they, they've been a part of, of things where they're just going to make them better just by being around that environment. And then you'd say all that to get to Wilkie, right? We all saw what he can do. He got shook up. <laughs> it was really kind of not the same for the rest of the season, but before that, well, that's I, not all Wilkie's fault either. And and that brings a point that can't be missed in, in this conversation is the, the progress of the offensive line. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we do have, we only have one lineman to replace, right? We lost one to graduation. Um, I didn't Doss, do that much research. Leave Doss. <laughs> yes. Anyway, question mark. But uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> the football season's a long time ago. I've killed so many brain cells since then. Um, but the I mean the offensive line really started playing better football and coming together down the stretch, and I mean that helped produce massive holes for Frank Gore Jr. to run through in the bowl game and a lot of our quarterback struggles were having young quarterbacks behind a very porous offensive line. Mm -hmm. So not only are they inexperienced getting thrown into a much faster pace game of football, but then they're getting murdered left and right behind the line of scrimmage. And that's, uh, you can't develop a guy like that. So uh, the offensive line coming along uh, the, the coach we have in place uh, there now, uh, obviously will Hall trust him with his life. And uh, in the depth that they're developing is going to help that quarterback battle almost as much as the depth in the quarterback room. You know, I didn't this. get to, oh, I didn't ahead, get to the spring game, mm-hmm. but I love Billy Wild's tape. 
And uh, I, I, you know, we'll curious to see what he can do. But don't hold it against uh, Holman Edwards that Shannon Dawson was his coach last year. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, very good point. Boy, Holman looks the part, doesn't he? It, it got the mullet coming out of there. Love it. Yeah, yeah, love it. Just a gunslinger. Wasn't, wasn't there like a, a a picture of like a turkey or something? Didn't that? Oh, happen? he did. He took a turkey like out to the midfield at the rocket. Yeah, I mean, like. You want to become the guy at Southern Miss? Let's just let's just capture the hearts of that demographic, right? I'd like to know who he's scared with that dead turkey on the way in. <laughs> he's from French Camp, Mississippi. Is that where he's from? I have no idea where that is, but I feel like that that just sticks out in my mind. I feel like that's French somewhere Camp, off of fifty five. It's where you think it is. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> Grenada, somewhere around there, around hot coffee, somewhere in it, that area. It's it's in Leg Humper Country. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, while we're on football, I say we go ahead and take a look at the 2023 schedule. We've alluded to it a couple times. Yeah, let's do it. Hilo, why don't you take us through <clears throat> kind of some of the hot spots of the schedule and and um and then we'll talk about it. Like that opener against the Braves. Yeah. Uh yeah. So I mean, I guess we have to start off with we are starting off at home uh at, at the rock this season uh with Alcorn. Um Kicking it off, which is not really a highlight, I don't think, but uh, that does mean the football's back and tailgating. Um, so uh, I first followed up by a road trip to um, Florida State. So um, if you watched any football season or any football last season, you know that they're trending in the right direction. I think everybody has said that. So uh, we know that's going to be a battle early in the season. Uh, and then back at home, and so it's kind of this flip-flop uh, road away, road away to start the season. So back at home against Tulane, uh, on the road against Arkansas State, back at home, Texas State. Then we have homecoming in early October against Old Dominion. And then that lovely the schedule kind of, we have that Saturday off, and then that schedule kind of gets weird with the Tuesday at South Alabama, um, which I think we have that one circled. Um, and then – uh, everybody's kind of talked a lot about this road trip being a good one this year uh, up to Boone uh, up in North Carolina. There we go for to see uh, App State. So that that'll be a good one. I know. We have we have we played them before ever? We have. Okay, we it's been a while. The, we beat them know, twice. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's right. I knew it hadn't been a lot. Um, we were supposed to play them. Three. Yeah. They, ago or two years ago in Boone and there was a hurricane that canceled yeah. a bunch of games. Uh, okay. Thank okay. God. Yeah, yeah they, they were really good that year. Not have been that a good year. time to play. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we're back uh, against UL Monroe uh, and then at um, uh, Louisiana at Lafayette uh, on a Thursday night. Again, ESPNU. Um, and then interesting, I think this is definitely notable um, I know some people are on the fence or off the fence on this, but play Mississippi State on the 18th, the week before the Egg Bowl, which I think is interesting because um, it seems like if we're, every time we schedule an SEC team, it's always in the first game of the season. And we're always like, man, if we could play them at the end of the season, I think we would have more of a shot um, to have things kind of geared up. But I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting. And then we close the season uh, at home against Troy. So what are you all thinking? Four of the last six on the road. Tough schedule. Yeah. I, I think there's a reason why Vegas has a, the over-under for wins for us at five. I mean, it's that's mm. a tough 
I mean, you got you got you got Florida State, who is you know what ten and three last year, beat Oklahoma in the bowl game. You got Tulane, who won the Cotton Bowl, even though they're not going to have um, Tajay Spears this year. Uh, you know that you'd imagine they'd still be tough. I mean, Florida Arkansas Bell. State and in Texas State, almost both of them, you know, were very formidable against us last year. Mm-hmm. Um, South Alabama's had our numbers. You get that road stretch of South Alabama, App State, who's strong. Uh, the Raging Cajuns are going to be at home on a Thursday night. You know they're going to be fired up. And then uh, Mississippi Start, who, um, you know, that's that's a tough. And then and then to come back home, our home game, our final home game is against Troy. Yeah, right. right. You know, Sunbelt champs. Tough schedule. So the over-under you said is five? Yeah. Five. Yeah. If the over-under is five, well, who are you guys? T- I'm taking the over on that. Oh, I'm taking the over. Yeah, oh, yeah I think. For sure. All right, I let think me ask you this. What if the over-under is five and a half? Six and a half. I don't know. I think if we get to – I mean, like, based off of what we know about our team right now, I think if you get to seven wins, the year is a success. For sure. Um, if Same. we get some consistent quarterback play, there there may be – I mean, even though those games are tough, there's some winnable games on there. It just depends on what we're yeah. able to put together as a team. We just don't know right now. I think it's the same discussion we had looking at baseball before the season started, right? Like Ooh, we looked point. at the schedule top to bottom. I'm like, holy cow. We started out a little slow. We're 22 and 15 at one point. We're thinking, let's just win 30 and go be a four or three seed at a regional somewhere. And then this team just blows up and we all know what happens. So I don't know. I mean, maybe we get that bye week October 14th and then – we go down South Alabama, slap them in the face, and then we go on a run late. I don't know. I mean, I think it's – I don't know. There's so many questions. So it's the way football has been the last several years. I, there's, I think there's one question. I think it's quarterback play. Yeah. Exactly. I, I think I'm going to trust the defense right now. I think I'm going to f- trust the running game. I guess you could say special teams. We're replacing Briggs. We're replacing mm-hmm. Mason Hunt. Those are two weapons right there. Yeah, that's true. But we didn't hit on that. But I, that that's – I don't, if if the biggest question, so I don't know the biggest question marks quarterback. And that's kind of an important position. He touches the damn ball every time, you know. Um, well, and the game but, is going that direction, you know, yeah. and it has for years. But yeah, you gotta have that. Wrong. We lost two seniors on the offensive line: Bryson Mays and John Bolding. Mays is not back. Uh, he was a redshirt senior last year. I think he's back there. I think he's, he's so sure been out at the roost. Yeah. Like going to practice and everything. Yeah, he's back. Well, that would be great news. Yeah, no, he's back. For yeah, sure. He's back. Starting rumors, dude. <laughs> well, I, look, I'm the, the man was listed as a redshirt senior on last year's uh I've I've yeah, but there's I don't think any of that matters anymore. When no, we were growing up, you had four years and sometimes you got a fifth year guy. Now it's just like is is Gore not a red? Was Gore not a red shirt shirt senior last no. year? I mean, <laughs> he. I mean, he should be, but he was straight up listed as a junior. I figured right. he was listed as like a red shirt sophomore, just trying to get as much as we potentially could. So, let's put a bow on this football thing. Any final thoughts on uh, on football uh, as far as what we're expecting uh, this year? Yes, Danny Lynch has one more year eligibility. Mm. Tight end. Speed. Fun. I like it. So, I mean, is that where we're sitting? We're just, we're just kind of a consensus, like, you know, tough schedule. Uh, hopefully we have an awesome quarterback. And if we do, yeah. we could exceed expectations. Is that pretty fair? Yeah, I think that's well, totally fair. 
the I think tough the thing spot about- that we're in is we don't we have no clue about what's going to happen with quarterback. And I mean, we we haven't seen besides you know Wilkie anybody that's going to be in the mix. We haven't seen them play. Yeah. Uh, we definitely haven't seen them play in Will Hall's system. So uh, until we answer that, who your your quarterback is and what their capabilities are, it's really tough to make any judgment calls. And I don't want to be – I'm not being like a, a, a take the wind out of the sails, but if you look at like the four main athletic programs, um, and I'm not getting ahead of myself either, but from last year there was progress in every – you know football, women's basketball, men's basketball, baseball. And it's going to be tough to exceed expectations in all of those sports. That's true. So, That's so true. I think if I think given the situ- circumstances, given the situation, the uncertainty quarterback, if we can get back to a bowl game again, I think that's I think that is a success right now. I but agree. there is a higher ceiling. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean that I'm by saying what we've said, I'm not saying that our expectations every year should be win seven games, go to a bowl game. Uh, that's that's kind of floor for Southern Miss football. But we also have to be realistic about where we are. We don't have an established quarterback at this point in time. We have a very tough schedule. We play in a tougher conference. Uh, and our, our out-of-conference schedule is absolutely brutal. So just yeah, uh, like, got to look at it realistically. Yeah, it's just not apples to apples at all. Like seven last year, if you went seven this year, uh, you know, you know, some morons on social would be like, told you, man. They're the same. No, seven this year and seven last year, completely different things. I mean, in my opinion. So, public service announcements stay off of Eagle Post. Yeah. It's where the crazies live. Yeah. Crazies. I think I'm still a moderator there, if that tells you anything. (laughs) And I haven't logged into that place in like eight years. Uh, Stay off Uh, there. It's crazy people. So, and talking about uh, Jamie, kind of mentioned it a little bit, but, you know, we're doing good in a bunch of different things right now, which is cool. Uh, basketball was one mm-hmm. of those. We all know what happened last year. You know, with Jay La- Jay Ladner was just kind of you know on his deathbed, really uh, professionally or at least his career wise at Southern Miss. And there's nobody that loves it more. We're all pulling for him. We just you know we're like I don't know, man. What do you got to do to keep your job? And then we go 25 and eight, 14 and four, and 15 and 0 at our at home. So sell out uh, green. You know that, and and a lot of that had to do with 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 the um with hiring uh, Juan. But um, but anyway, so some high points of the season in, in basketball last year, uh, the well the ULL game at home, right? That was amazing. Everybody was there. It felt like uh, the Eagle Fever thing was back, and uh, the the crowds that we had towards the end of Eustace and the two years of Tyndall and. Um, maybe even more than that. That game was just amazing. It, it, mm-hmm. The atmosphere was great. But also, we 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 won the Cancun Challenge, right? And we beat Liberty. We were up by like thirty or something, and then they came back and they took the lead, I think. And then we then uh, the hot that, that fade away. That was their only loss of the season at home, right? I think yeah. it was. Um, we beat Vanderbilt early mm-hmm. in the year. Um, I believe it was their first loss in that arena too, because it was a fairly new arena. Oh, like I, I think love, they had only that. played in it one previous season, maybe, or maybe that was the opening of it. I don't know. I think we were their first loss at money laundering. You. <laughs> it was well. It was uh. Well, it, it was about that time that I think I didn't get the schedule pulled up in front of me, but I want to say we started off ten and 11 and zero, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. And through the first few games, we were like, I told you, man, I told you we were going to be better. 
And then it was like, damn, we're going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, I didn't see awesome coming up, you know, but it turns out we're pretty damn good. Uh, we're, we're losing some players. Uh, Hase is gone. Pinkney's gone. Denajay Harris is gone. Uh, y'all help me out if you can remember anybody else. Um, but I, I know those three played a lot and, and yeah. are gone. One guy that's not gone that we thought might be is, is Austin Crowley. Mm. That's a very big piece of the puzzle. Um, as far as coming back, Kobe Montgomery, who did not play last year, but uh, from all the reports that I've heard, it, he's, he can straight up knock it down. It's kind of like another Crowley. It's kind of like having another Crowley out there. Um, and yeah. FT's going to be back. We don't know about his health. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think that he's had the surgery – and I don't know. I really don't know about any of that. But I know that Nefty has had a full year to get back. And if he is anywhere near what he can be, then that's a uh, – excuse me. That's a that's that's a huge deal. Mo Arnold's back. Um, Mo's, got, Mo's got this thing where, you know, he can <laughs> – and we kind of call it like this. We call him Mo when he's going good, and we call him No when he's not. Uh, but when when when, he, when things are going well, though, I mean, oh yeah, legit threat. He can kind of take over game. That little spinner down the lane that he can do, and and um, I don't know. He just has this thing about him. And then don't forget about Donovan Ivory, who I still think has the ability to score like thirty a game. Yeah, um, like he's, Gary Flowers esque. Yeah, he's he's got that kind of ability. game. He kind of embraced the coming off the bench thing last year. Mm-hmm. But Victor that's Hart a lot. stepped up at times. Victor Hart, I forgot about Victor. Yeah. Um, I assume Victor's coming back. I don't know. Does anybody know that? Can we look that up? I, I, I haven't say, seen that he's not. Like he, did he portal? Or am I making that up? I don't know. We'll, we'll look that up because, okay. uh, you know, so we, we have those guys coming back for sure, possibly Victor. And then some of the newcomers that we have coming in, uh, Andre Curbelo, uh, St. John's transfer and uh, former Big Ten Sixth Man of the Year at Illinois. Uh, Nick Crass a kid from St. Patrick High School down on the coast and played his freshman season at Oregon State and played a little bit. Uh, he can really just knock it down from everywhere. So he's coming back closer to home. And then Victor Uwakor from UNLV. Those are mm-hmm. three huge signees uh, to go along with the other guys that we have. And, 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 and also some role players, like I think Jeffrey Armstrong's back, you know, coming there and kind of <clears throat> glue down some defense and, um, you know, so th- th- they're ba- basketball. I don't, it's hard. For, boy, if we put an over under on this, we won 25 last year. I don't know what the over under would be. <laughs> um, but I, last year was kind of a magical year, but we didn't know a lot about it coming in this year. I feel like we know a little bit more. Um, what do you guys think? I mean, what, what would be a successful basketball season coming on the heels of what we accomplished last year? Yeah, talking about setting some crazy expectations. That's yes. uh, oh man, regular season conference championship. Uh, that's, I mean, I, I certainly it would be awesome if we did that again, but I certainly don't expect that to happen two years in a row. Uh, we're not exactly a basketball first school, although our fans have proven that they will show up if good basketball is there to be watched. Oh, yeah. I mean, progressively, I, I think the Delta State game, right, the first exhibition, when I'm, like, looking around thinking, same thing you said earlier, like, these are legit players. Like, 
we got something here and and slowly you know you get through christmas break and the winds just keep racking up and then red green slowly starts to continue to fill 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 and uh and then boom like we have that you know raging cajun game and the place explodes so um all the fills but yeah i mean I don't know. I, I think I think I was just happy at one point to not blow leads in the second half, right? I feel like we always were in the game, but we just didn't have those – like we had no depth, and we ran out of gas every time with like 10 minutes left in the second half. And uh, I was just happy to finish games and not blow it, you know. And so uh, I, I don't really know. I, gosh, that's hard to predict. I, I think it's kind well, of a – All right, let, 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 me, let me set the over-under here. What if I set the over under at twenty three? I'd go under. I'd go under. And I, I haven't seen the schedule. I haven't seen. I, say, I, don't, I don't think have they the, released the schedule yeah. yet. Yeah, I don't think they really. I mean, I'm just going off of like with what. It's tough for for you to have that much turnover and expect to be that successful. You know I what, mean, especially gonna, with a lot of these right. guys that are coming in are talented, mm-hmm. but they were six men or they didn't play as much. So you're kind of going off of. of potential there um to me the the game the the team the thing that took us from a good team last year to a great team was nefty alvarez like when he when he was playing it was that everything was just that much more amped up he's got a lot of jose alvarado in him you know Mm -hmm. so i think if he's healthy uh that that could make it a little more push but given what we have coming what we lost and the unknown, mm-hmm. I think it's, I think 23 is, is a, especially when we had, we had what, 25 last year, mm-hmm. 23, kind of feels, and 23 kind of feels like it's a little high right now. No. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I kind of agree there. Um, and, you know, for me replacing, well, I think Hase is one of the better players that we've ever had, uh, you know, but I think definitely that a the big, glue from a big. That, that held a lot of that together was DeAndre Pinckney. Yep, man. He, um, I, I thought he played. Uh, it's kind of what we all expected since we signed him, and um, and we really saw that last year. But more than that, to me, was his leadership ability out on the court and uh, on and off the court, really. Um, and the, you know how quickly can this new? This is this is the way the basketball is going to have to do it. Is this portal? Ladner's talked about it. He kind of compares it to, um, kind of like a junior college thing now. Where you know he's just like a two-year deal. It's not. Um, it's 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 not. You don't sign the high school guys. I don't know why Southern Miss would ever sign a high school guy now, because if you're good enough to play Division One out of high school, I don't think that you're probably going to Southern Miss. And if you do go to Southern Miss, chances are after a year or so, you're probably going to get snagged up nil wise. So I think you're starting to lean on you know these the the JUCO talent and just turning over that roster. If if mm-hmm. not. Not every two years. I mean, maybe even every every year. So, how quickly? I say all that to say that um, Pinkney. I, I thought he 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 added to this team uh, blending together and the chemistry coming together uh, really just very quickly. To have a bunch of guys who don't know each other. Some came from the SEC. Some came from different countries, right? And from the word go, they just blended. Um, a lot of that had to do, in my opinion, with with uh, with Pink. So, can who's going to do that next this year? Is it going to be Crowley? I think we kind of have to be. Um, 
So is you know can Ivory step in there and 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 be and be a leader? I don't know, but yeah, I think the the talent is going to be in place. Just can we have that cohesion and can it all come together? Is, did we find lightning in a bottle? Can you find lightning in a bottle twice? I don't know, but I, I know that I have a better feeling going into this year than I did last year. I just I'm kind of like Jamie's. I think it's going to be hard to. I think it's going to be hard, but also like the I, top I love, we did. But. I love what we have, obviously, and and Juan and in the defense and the way he's going to get those guys to play. Like if you're going to play for us, this is the way you're going to play, and he can take these guys. And I think the way he plays creates chemistry. And hopefully we get it going again. I don't know. I'm excited about it. I uh, fully expect us to field a respectable competitive basketball team. I just don't want to put the onus of a conference championship on expectations (laughs) at this point in time, because I just feel like that's a lot. Uh, We don't even know what the schedule looks like yet. So I think it's going to be fun. Uh, There will be much better crowds to start the year at Reed Green. Uh, and when you start with much better crowds and you keep building from there, then you end up with maybe a couple of sellouts. So it's it's a work in progress. No doubt. Um, so, and if nothing else you guys have to say about basketball, then we'll take a stab at what the baseball season just meant to us. I have very little <laughs> notes on this, but it just ended. So we can all remember it. Um, last thing I want to say about basketball yep. before we move on from that is, man, I'm so happy for Jay Ladner. That's you, you touched on it, yeah, but too. I mean, nobody loves Southern Miss more than that guy. And, uh, it was such a struggle for his first few years, just not being able to get anything going for one reason or another. And, you know, it just couldn't be happier for the guy to be able to turn it around like that, to go from worrying about his job at his alma mater to, to having a sellout. Uh, for a conference game. I mean, uh, absolutely huge. Uh, very excited to see what uh, he can do going forward. And I give a little bit of credit to Jeremy McLean right there also, just not pulling the trigger. I mean, a lot of ADs would have, right? Oh, yeah, because I'm sure you had – He won seven games, won like two in conference. I mean, you know in year three, were, I mean – We're in his ear, and, and, and man, that's just got to be a tough – that's a tough position to be in. Yeah, I know money might have had something to do with it, but <laughs> – at the same time, uh, anyway, it, it was it was it was nice to see him stick with him, and um, and nice to see it pan out. Jay's a great dude, and mm-hmm. um, that, anyway, that raging Cajun game, that that game that was just jam packed out, that was almost like his Rocky moment. You know, you get to the end of the fight, you know, doesn't matter if you win or lose. Like his his presence in that game was very Turk esque. Hmm. Uh, with the way that he came out, the way it was packed, just the way he conducted himself with his, you know, wore the, wore the, the blazer, uh, just mm-hmm. kind of reminded me of, uh, the old Turk days. Right. Yeah. That's, that's something I've always been kind of, uh, envious of you, Jamie. I know that you, as a young kid, you went to a bunch of those games back in the day. Uh, you know, I, I, I didn't start going, I think I went to a few games when I was a kid, but, uh, for me, it was just when I got to school here. And it was, you know, James Green and Eustacey. And then I kind of fell in love with it. But but to hear everybody talk about, um, you know, not being able to get a ticket and having to have the uh, – they did like some closed-circuit TV in the union because you just couldn't fit enough people in there. So, like, half the students had to go to the yep. union to watch it. And people were camping out. And it seemed unbelievable. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're like, that must have been a 1,000 years ago. I'm like, no, it really wasn't that long ago. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, I, baseball, I can remember you see it in basketball. If we're good, man, Southern Miss shows the hell up. Yeah. I mean, I can remember Lisa, like that was one thing. I mean, obviously married into a family of huge Southern Miss uh, supporters and, and she can remember and tell all these stories about sitting there and like, she always talks about how the last, you know, like two minutes of the game was all the timeouts. Right. And by at her age, she was just ready to go. Like, and then you just have the, the last five minutes took 30 minutes, you know, <laughs> she's like, but there's only five minutes on the clock. And I can just remember her telling stories about sitting down in between the bleachers and it being so loud. And then her sister, her younger sister was asleep. Like you have all that noise in there and she could still fall asleep, which uh shout out Lori on that. She's going to love that. But uh, man, I'm super jealous of not not getting to go uh, to those games. Um, and last thing I'll hit on with basketball before we move on is uh, re- the 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 renovations are coming. Oh yeah, to, to Reed Green Coliseum, they're gonna come. Uh, Marchant actually did a really good interview on his Anyone Anywhere Anytime podcast with McLean. We'll they to talked a lot today. about it. Yeah, they talked a lot about it. I thought, I thought Marchant he's doing a great job, man. Every time he does an interview, I think he's getting a little bit better. And um, who are you talking about? Yeah, Marchant. He's this football player from back in the day. The Necrol King. Yeah, Necrol. I should have just said Necrol. I think Um, I've got a painting of him on my wall right here. Yeah, you see (laughs) Marchant's ass right there. I uh, (laughs) boy, I was gonna wait till shoutouts to do that, but since uh, his name came up uh, organically, everybody, if you're not already following his YouTube channel, anyone, anywhere, anytime, please go do that. Yes, at a thousand followers, he's very close, and at a thousand followers, he gets some some tools and features unlocked that will really help him put out the content he wants to put out. So, anyone, anywhere, anytime on YouTube, give Marchant a follow there. Even if you have no intention to watch YouTube videos, I don't take in a lot of content through YouTube. I listen to his podcast on Spotify, right? But I still subscribe to his YouTube channel. Go do the man a favor uh and subscribe to that youtube channel please well well so and one of the things that they talked about when they're on there is um the renovations that start to happen look the first thing that's going to happen is the roof but the roof's like millions of dollars <laughs> this thing is you know we're not gonna be able to tell inside of reed green anything that happened at all and i'm sure people are going to walk through being like looks the same I'm like yeah but you know the roof hadn't been touched since like the 60s so well, yeah, being that uh, I remember when I was a photographer there, we had a uh, rain delay for a volleyball game because <laughs> it was pouring rain and the water was dropping down in the center right on the court. Um, so, yeah, good times. It definitely needs to be fixed if we have, but especially with all the weather we've had uh, yeah. lately. But but along with that, what they also mentioned, and you can go listen to this on his thing, so I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it, but <clears throat> so, so the roof and then uh, the very is the front door right that kind of leads out to pete taylor park to Mm fourth street right there we're actually going to have a front door and along with that front door just one door is yeah it's very small you got another knock to get in. okay cool like an alice in wonderland door actually (laughs) (laughs) but but so along with that is going to be the bathrooms and the concession area that's good the whole deal but when i say the front the front door that's all of that is included yeah concourse Um, and then after that, I think you're going to get the ribbons going around. We're not going to have a jumbotron in the middle, but they're going to have video boards, I think in four corners, and then a ribbon going all the way around. So, But that is further down the road. The first thing is the roof and the infrastructure to get the bands in and all that stuff. 
Um, and then yeah. uh, I think the practice facility is actually probably a little bit before the ribbons and all that, but it's all coming. It's just, you can't do it right away. Jeremy told us in an email way back uh, when we emailed mm-hmm. him last year, and one of the biggest problems is it's so old. And the next problem is you can't take the building completely offline. We can't just be like, we aren't going to have basketball next year, right? You know, we can't do graduations or we can't, there's song fest. There's all these things that always happen in re-green. So you have to sequence this, these, these uh, renovations out. And it's just not, it's, it's not going to happen in like an hour and a half. Right. So be patient. I'm pretty sure Jay Coming. doesn't want to play a 15 more road games. So. Right. All right. Let's talk about baseball and let's get the hell out of here. Baseball, 46 mm-hmm. and 20, 20 and eight. Had some huge moments during the season, but did any of you, and I'll start reading, did, did anybody see this baseball team ending up with 46 wins? You know, you, 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 I think the question before the season is you felt really good about the roster we had coming back. You were mm-hmm. like, can, uh, can Oz do it with, with who we got? You know, we lost. Uh, Herson Waltrip, uh, we lost, you know, Tyler Stewart, among others. It's like, can he, you know, train these new arms up? And uh, I, he did a really solid job with that. Um, that being said, when we got at certain points of the season, you're sitting there going like, I don't even know if we're going to, like, I think we'll make a regional, but I'm we not really can. sure. Yeah. Yep. You know, and then, you know, enter the uh, Loch Ness Monastery era when when he steps in and and thing i'm not saying it was all because of him but that was kind of a spark where we went on a ridiculous run and then you're like okay we're back in the conversation to host now it was one of those things like you knew we had it in us but for a while there we just couldn't quite get it all together but we had the talent for sure you knew we had the talent swinging the sticks uh, from the get-go because our lineup was just stacked full of veteran presence. Mm-hmm. We lost so many pitchers last year. What, six to the draft and one trader? Uh, and <laughs> I think nine so, overall, and yeah, six to the draft. Yeah, and one to Tommy John surgery. Uh, that That's a huge amount of pitchers to lose to professional baseball off of one college staff. And you had – all the faith in the world that uh, coach Ostrander would come back and have a pitching staff ready to go. But one to that level, uh, we we've kind of talked about it with football and basketball expectations for next year, but that was kind of how we had to feel going into this year's temper expectations, because we don't know what this pitching staff is going to look like. Sure. They'll be good enough. We'll be competitive, but uh, are we going to be as dominant as we were at times last year and uh well we found out that the answer was the one win less <laughs> well and you 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 had to turn over the pitching staff last year mm-hmm. yeah this year um it's 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 the offense right it's yeah. uh so well and tanner hall and yeah tanner hall well, even, yeah yeah right so i mean so who's leaving i, I feel like dickerson's gone i think he's just gonna he's not gonna be able to turn down the money uh, by all accounts I think he you know got a call in the sixth round last year and uh threw out a number and they didn't meet it so he came back he does love it man he could go down i, I mean i'm so i'm selfish that i want dickerson to come back just yeah. because he's just got this thing about him man and he loves it like even more than i do southern miss uh he's 
I've just fell in love with that dude. He, I, th- I thought he was the best player on our team two years ago. I damn sure he was our best player on our team this year. And if he comes by next year, he could probably like knock all kind of records out. Um, at the same time, I mean, that dude could be big leagues in a few years, right? He's got that kind of – he has this power surge late. That was the one thing that I didn't know. I was like, he's got the cannon. He can make all the plays. Um, he puts the ball in plays. He, he, he hits doubles like every other swing. Um, he's career 320 hitter or something like that. Yep. Um, but can, you know, can, can he hit for power? And uh, and he proved at the end of this year that he can do that. So it's a, um, I don't know. It's a, like, what, what do y'all think about um about uh like the guys that are leaving i mean so so you mentioned storm storm's probably gone he, he left the door open a little bit but etzel i think is gone for sure lynch we know is gone sarge we know is gone black's gone potch is gone everybody that played catcher this year is gone um then tanner <laughs> hall reese ewing that's a whole lot right a whole lot. this team so all those guys i mentioned uh we were kind of in the same boat what like four or five years ago when they all started yeah. So we have a chance if we can hit like we did on all of those guys I just mentioned that four or five years from now, we can say, man, remember that? You know, we were worried at one point. No, I mean, I think you're well, dead on there. I, it's been it's been season after season after season where I feel like we haven't had that much in the field change. Right. It's just been covid and everything and it's I mean, we've had little guys shift around right but i feel like you know we've had a lynch on third base we've had a montenegro and it's like we finally reached that point where we have to kind of backfill all these guys in and it's going to look different out there to our fans who have who have really come on in the last couple of years like if you just started following southern miss baseball in the last three or four years it's going to look very different out there next year which is not a bad thing um no i mean it's it's part of it, right? I mean, these kids, these are college students who have to move on with their life, either, you know, professionally or, um, you know, at the next level. So I don't know. Um, it's, it's a lot to feel like we've always had to backfill pitchers, but, um, there's a lot of, a lot of guys in the field this season that will, that we're losing. And, um, but again, and not to mention, uh, you know, late in the season, forty makes the announcement, right? That that, that he's going. So I thought oh, yeah. that too is is massive um, for the program. Like I, I and I think I had that interview at one point out in the roost before a game, and I was like, I, I don't think I can really picture uh southern miss baseball without scott barry right even if he was you know in the quirky days uh i mean he was still there right um so again that's going to look different so it's just a lot of change but you know you have to embrace it well a good thing about this run of success that we've been on seven straight 40 win seasons longest streak in the country Mm -hmm. recruiting has not been bad uh we have a lot of young talent on the team. I mean, uh, you know, Nick uh, was a freshman this year. Uh, he was 6A baseball player of the year last year. We've got 5A baseball player of the year. Yeah, we do. In. What's that? That's yeah, Lewis we do. Oh, yeah. From, back-to-back uh, state, back-to-back state champion. Back-to-back <laughs> state champion. Just throwing that but, out there. Uh, 
got got uh dusty dicks protege from west jones that played shortstop behind him there's coming into the program next year right or is he one more year away um i think he moved to catcher like though crazy. didn't he i i don't know i, I know that i know the, the cal culpepper kids coming in i'm very excited to watch him play um that's, that's i read an jones, article but... about this kid maybe i'll be able to find it before uh the episode's over, but it was whoever was I believe played shortstop for Trey. Oh, I know you're Allen. talking about. Yeah, yeah. He does. He does have a guy this this coming. And he he did some pitching this year. I think he pitched the one. He might have pitched the game you and I went to, Pila. Oh, I think so. I think he was there. Yeah, I think gonna be an infielder when he gets to Southern Miss. But yeah, that would be cool. You know, have maybe he can end up you know on the hit list as well. You have three West Jones guys. TJ Dunsford is uh, Patrick's boy. Yeah, that's the East Central yeah. kid. Yep. Yeah. I think but the big, it, it, I mean, it could regurgitate all what you guys have said, which is spot on, you know, with everybody we're losing. But uh, a big a big loss that comes with that is the leadership. I mean, particularly with like Lynch yeah. and Dickerson. I mean, that's come, that's something you just can't replace mm-hmm. in the portal or, you know, signing JUCO. So uh, what's the leadership going to look like and, and how well are these guys going to? going to gel i mean we're, we're like you said we're at a position now to where we're, we've been more reload than rebuild mm-hmm. and uh whether or not that's going to be the case next year remains to be seen but we're in a much better place than we were um as far as that goes even with coming off the college world series from when coach barry started to when he's leaving yeah oh, and yeah. It's not like our leadership was completely gutted. I, I'm 100% with you that we lose a big chunk of it. But Danny Lynch is going to be a GA next year. Yeah, he is. He's not out of the program. He's still involved. Uh, I know our Cajun friends hate that. Uh, but he will, will so, still So be the around. chatter will be, instead of on the field, it will be just in the dugout. So he's not yeah. going to stop the chatter, right? No. It's just going to be no. located a little differently. Did we make change him a, who he is? Did we <laughs> make right. him a first, like a first base or third base coach, and just start gyrating on every first leg? base? Oh first my god, got to be first base right by their dugout. <laughs> you know what we should do? I'm throwing this out there, uh, USM marketing. We should do a Danny Lynch bobblehead, but the waist moves. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Look, like, okay, let's have Danny Lynch bobblehead bobble waist night. Bubble, you're welcome. I can't tell you how many people I know up here sent me text messages during the super regionals where they were like, What is going on with this dude's <laughs> batting stance? Because I'm I'm very vocal about my Southern Miss fandom. Everybody that knows me up here knows. Uh, and then they turn on the TV and see Southern Miss in Tennessee, they they tune in and they were yeah. like, This dude's batting stance is wild. I'm like, it's it's a whole thing. That's it. I don't have time to explain right now. I'm watching baseball, but yeah, but uh, I mean, thirsty Thursday, thirsty Thursday, thirsty Thursday. I mean, I'm just uh, full of one wow. pouring but out you of the Nick Monastere, <laughs> you know, picked up some valuable uh experience this year. Uh, Peyto's battle hardened, he's going to mm-hmm. be back. Hopefully, Tate Parker's back. Uh, you know, he saw a lot of playing time and his bat really heated up there towards the end of the season. So we've got some folks coming back. We've got some mm-hmm. good young talent, but yeah, it, it's absolutely going to be how this next group of Eagles takes the reins and leads for sure. Yeah, I mean, who's going to be the Friday guys? Is Mazza? I, I still think Mazza's got a, a shot to get to. I don't know if it's he's got high nasty enough. stuff. You know, I, I think I think he gets drafted. I don't know if he leaves or not, but 
you know, Armistead's back, Sively's back. I learned his name. That was cool. Um, Matt Adams, Billy Oldham, solicited as a junior. I thought he was just a I thought he was a yeah. one and done guy, like Riggins. I thought so too. I, I think that he might be back. Um, so yeah. that's a huge question. Mark. Tate Parker's a huge question mark, but mm-hmm. all of those guys, speaking of you know, who might lead the way. Um, everybody well, if that comes just, back, there's your Friday night guy right there. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I agree. Um so anyway, we'll see how it all shakes out. It's uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a great year. Um, and our good buddy at Southern Miss Stats sent us a few tidbits. Pilo, there's a bunch of these. So if you don't alternate, we can do that. Yeah, let's you do see it. Okay. So uh, you guys can follow Southern Miss Stats at USM underscore stats underscore info. Uh, there's quite a few, but they all didn't, uh, tend to, to, to deal with baseball. So uh, let's get it started. Our season-ending loss was a home shutout. It was our only home shutout loss of the season. Our previous home shutout loss was the 2022 season finale in the Super Regional losses to Ole Miss. And the back-to-back losses to Tennessee were the only time uh, this season that we lost consecutive home games. We went 27 and seven with a, it's a 794 winning percentage at home, which was the most home wins in a season under Scott Berry. We ended the season as the NCAA division one leader in consecutive 40 win seasons at seven and consecutive 30 win seasons now at 21. In Berry's 23 seasons at USM, he, we, only had one losing season, and that was his first season on staff as an assistant coach in 2001 as USM went 27 and 32 that season. Oh, wow. Think about the teams that followed that, though, right? Mm-hmm. That 02, 03, 04. I mean, how do you like that floor? Like, that's the absolute floor. <laughs> yeah, man. There was some damn good near teams five after that. Right? Yeah. Crazy. Edsel finished uh, with 23 stolen bases, first player with 22 or more in a season in the 2000s. Last player with 22 or more in a season was Brady Mills with 26 in 98. As a team, USM had 61 stolen bases. That's the most in a season since 2017. The second most in the past 20 seasons. So we had 78 stolen bases in 2017, 64 in 2002, and 61 this year in 2023. Yeah, and this is something we tracked up pretty much all season, especially mid to late season. So USM finished with 88 home runs on the season, six most in school history. Uh, we had 95 in 1997. We had 90 in 2004 and 2017. And 89 in 2003 and 80 in 1988. And 88 home runs in this season. So, um, man. It's, so it turns out my prediction for 100 home runs was pretty unfounded. Never done it before. I didn't realize. Well, it, it wasn't as bad as my over-under on the slip fall meter by John Smith, <laughs> which was like at 170, and I think it was like around 60 or something. Well, so, they, didn't, they didn't replace the gravel. Yeah, anyway. they didn't add more rocks. So. As a team, USM batters were, were walked 95 times, which is the third most in school history. And USM uh, pitchers had 654 strikeouts, second most in school history, two times ever with uh, 600 or more Ks, 2022 with 746, and 654 in 2023. Tanner Hall had 302 strikeouts. That's the third most in USM history. 
And Dusty Dickerson had 60 career doubles, second most in school history. And you think about it, if he comes back, he could absolutely shatter that record, right? Who's the leader? Do we know? Did he say? Uh, yeah, he probably did. But, dude, it was a lot. And I was okay. typing it all in. Well, yeah. I don't yeah. know the airdrop thing. Um. So, anyway, guys, look. What uh, let's let's wrap up the the baseball portion and let's do some shout outs and get the hell out of here. But so I, I guess Jamie, we'll start with you again. Um, just your your overall thoughts on um what the baseball season was, um, uh, and and where you see us moving forward uh, under Oz. Uh, I would say you know the word that I would use for Southern Miss baseball is the same I'd use for any of the sports is progress. I mean, it was it was one game, but it was a very, very I mean, that's a that's a a uh, super regional win that we didn't have last year. So, yeah. uh, you know, a very exciting year. What a way to go out for Coach Barry. I mean, it's almost like Bauer esque to have this kind of run mm, yeah. and this kind of success. And uh, but he he goes out on top. It was really, really uh Really excited for him. So as far as Oz goes, I think Oz is very capable. I'm excited just because the niche of his ability to coach pitchers is not something that every team has and every team wants. Um, very start, you know, very, very stern guy. Um, I, but I'm I'm excited to see the direction that he goes with the program. Now, it, it, it expectations, you know, you got to be fair. It may take a year or two to really get his uh you know, get the team built around him, but I'm excited to see what he can do. And and I'm excited to see what happens. We could, we could be right back in this position next year and it wouldn't shock me one bit. Sure. Absolutely. Massive shoes to fill, but Southern Miss baseball is, is got an incredibly solid foundation at this point in time. And uh, obviously Scott Barry and Jeremy McLean have known for a while that this was going to be Scott Berry's last year, and they knew exactly who was going to take over for him, and everybody involved felt very confident in it. Scott Berry wouldn't have retired right now if if he didn't feel like Oz was ready to take the reins and run with it. That's, I mean, uh, That's right. yeah, it's massive, massive shoes to fill, but uh, everybody that who who it matters that has confidence in it has confidence in the move that was made. So that's awesome. Uh, I wanted to say Lawson Odom was the West Jones player that I was trying to think of. Right. And gotcha. he is listed as a catcher slash infielder. The article that I read just spoke of him as an infielder. Um, one thing that I noticed while I was looking that up is – Ryan Ox, little brother Josh Ock, becomes a Golden Eagle next That's year. Yeah, yeah. What are we gonna do when we've got the Ockness Monsters little brother <laughs> and Nick Montesaire on the same baseball team? Oh, the the, the Loch Ness Monastery and the Ockness, Mo- yeah, something's got to give Monte Montesir. Um, I don't know, yeah, that's that's gonna be a mess. That's I'm just gonna I just call one messy, yeah, that was gonna be a problem. Uh, and then Along that same line, it made me think, I did see a tweet from Southern Miss Baseball the other day. Uh, We were talking about the success that this program has had uh, in recent years. Uh, The baseball account tweeted out a list of all of the previous Golden Eagles that are in professional baseball right now. We currently have 14 Southern Miss Baseball players affiliated with Major League rosters. Uh, One 
is in the pros right now. That is Nick Sandlin with uh, Matt Walner jumping back and forth between the twins and uh, their AAA affiliate, which I which will- is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, his, How do you not keep that guy up? Incredibly upset that uh, they haven't replaced the guy that's on the roster, which I will be in the Minneapolis area the last week of July, hanging out at a lake house with my mom and my sister and her kids and my family. And we are going to a twins game. The twins were my childhood team back in Kirby Puckett and Chuck Knobloch's day in the early nineties. That's when I was uh, finishing up elementary school in North Dakota. So that was my team. I've always had a soft spot for the twins. Uh, I, Hope to God that Matt Walner is on the Twins active roster at the end of July. Uh, if not, I am going to send a very, very strongly worded tweet <laughs> to the Minnesota Twins uh, to let them know how I feel about it. But uh, as as well as Matt Walner in AAA, sometimes with the Twins, Chucky Robinson's with the the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, that's another guy. Uh, like, how AAA. is he not in the bigs? Like all the time. Yeah, he absolutely should be. And then. Outside of of Major League Baseball, Kirk McCarty made the move to Korean professional baseball this past year uh, and is pitching over there. So you look at our list of players, and I'm not going to read all 14 of them, but the vast majority of them are pitchers. And they have been uh, drafted mainly under Oz's tenure as pitching coach and assistant coach. So uh, the guy that's been sending – players to the major leagues more often than not for Southern Miss is the guy that's taking over as head coach. You got to feel good about that. Yeah. I um, think the biggest question mark for baseball season next year is how do we get more seats? I think everything else takes care of itself, right? That's happening Darren... too. Well, not necessarily for next year, but uh, McLean mentioned that on Marshant's podcast that they are definitely looking at ways to expand the peat and not mess with the roost. Yes. Yeah, that, that was very nice to hear McLean say that because they have walked through and looked around. Man, you can't mess that up. You just can't mess it up. Um, so, and speaking of Southern Miss pitchers that are awesome, um, the American Baseball Coaches Association uh, slash Rawlings honored Southern Miss pitchers Tanner Hall and Justin Storm, uh, naming them to the organization's All-American teams. Hall got second team. Storm got third team the honors just continue to roll in for all of those guys. And before we get to shout outs, um, I'd like to remind everybody that this uh, four street's been great to us and uh, Slade. I mean, you just don't get much better than Slade white. Um, we Slade had a, hooked me up with my football tickets when we came down. <laughs> yeah. Look, this guy. So not only does he, he sponsors the show and he helps us out any way he can and he runs an awesome bar and all that. Like the other day we had a, air conditioner issue we just bought a brand new ac unit and um it's not you know he wasn't part of the deal or anything but he just knows a lot about that and we had some problems and he came over and sweated his ass off up in the attic and just you know anyway he's a good dude but uh but so they've been great to us they sponsored baseball season um i don't know who's going to do it for football season might be them again but um anyway uh, fourth street bar and grill always the place to be pre and post game for every usm sporting event have all the games on if you can't make it to the game nine dollar and nine plate lunches monday through friday home style plate lunches tag us on social when you go by there and that will get yourself a shout out speaking of shout outs we're gonna go around the horn i tell you what i'm gonna start it off and uh whoa i'm gonna start it off and give then me we'll time go from to there. prepare 
Well, I, I wanted to give a shout out to you, Pilo. Uh, oh. First of all, man, it's it's um, thank you for for jumping in and doing all that you do with the shirts and with the, the content and um, you know the editing and all of that stuff that, that goes along with it, man. It's uh, I don't know what we're gonna do. Jamie and Shame are like deuces, bitch, and uh, I was like, okay, <laughs> basically. <laughs> but uh, but uh, you stepped right in. You didn't, you know. I don't know. Thank you so much for helping with the thing, and. Um, and then I wouldn't be involved in this at all if it wasn't for Jamie. Um, I would like to think that I would maybe have gotten a shot to do a podcast or something at one point, but I don't know. It wasn't even, I didn't even know what a podcast was. He's like, you want to do a podcast? He's like, yeah. What is that? You know? And um, so he got me involved and, and, and I know I've said it before, but he just, you know, I asked him a lot of questions and he was just like, do it. And I was like, well, what do you, what am I going to ask this guy? He's like, you'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and so he gave me a shot and I enjoy it and I appreciate that. Uh, and then Shane coming on. Um, I thought like us three had a thing, you know, like if, if we could show up with no notes and just, and just rock on kind of like we did tonight really. Uh, but I just wanted to give a shout out to y'all for um, just for coming back on tonight and for, for starting the thing off and just, you know, I felt like we jumped right back in there, man. It's, Really fun to be around you guys again. Uh, I also wanted to give a shout out to 4th Street Barn Grill. They've been great. Uh, the voicemail segment, you know, it's kind of been hit or miss, but when it's been, when they've, when they've sent in voicemails, it's been great. Um, listener James, whoever you are, you're awesome. Keep it coming. Brian from Bogalusa, uh, you guys sent in some, and a lot of other voicemails too, but those two in particular stuck out to me. So I want to give a shout out to those two. And um, then Dr. Thornton, man, he's, you know, that's kind of the, the way we got our roof spot down in spot 39. It's Dr. Thornton and all the folks that make that happen uh, down at that end of the roost. Coop, I mean, he, you know, he sets everything up every time. He cooks most of the stuff. T-Row gets on the grill. Pilo, you get on the grill. Uh, the Wallaces, the Adams, the Paces, the uh, um, J-Ho, Leggett. Anyway, everybody that's down there, Cole Pierce, Callan. Um, they all make it happen and made, they make baseball just super fun for me. And I think it adds to the overall atmosphere. So I want to give a shout out to all of those people and Pila, what about you? You're muted. Yeah, there we go. Uh, man, if there's anybody <laughs> left, uh, who am I going to, who am I going to think? Uh, and I actually did have, uh, I was thinking about the Bruce family and, and stuff like that. It's, it's kind of bittersweet uh, the season ends because we get used to seeing these people all the time, right? And you just kind of make that walk down to 39 and you see these people over and over and over. And then it's like we kind of have a break. So, uh, yeah, like you said, just want to echo that, everybody that kind of makes a roost special. And um, and then I also wanted to thank uh, kind of our listeners and and I guess you can call them fans. I don't really know if they are or not, but no, just subscribers. Yeah. Um because we we had just an incredible month with baseball and um, the success that they had on the team really echoed, and we really have grown a lot in the social space. So uh, we're on the road to 10K on Twitter, and so we're where we have crossed over the 9,000 uh, person, I guess, uh, Twitter followers. So um, something I kind of like to keep an eye on just to kind of see how we're doing. And I want to thank, uh, the, all the Tennessee Vol fans for all the mentions. I appreciate that. <laughs> it really, really helped our engagement, uh, this past month. So thank you. How were they so bad at Twitter? 
God, they're so mean. They just got Twitter last year, Jay. Like it's not, you know, witty or I, clever or I anything. Did it was just real asshole mean stuff. I saw one of their yeah. fans say that they didn't have any way to watch Tennessee baseball games more than two <laughs> years ago. That's why they didn't have a fan base, and I almost shit my pants. I was like, really? <laughs> That's your excuse? You guys are a bunch of morons. Please leave this to the professionals. <laughs> they didn't have it on gas station TV. What about some shout-outs, Wizard? Um. My shout out was going to be to uh, Marshant and anyone, anywhere, anytime. Please go subscribe. He was at 927 subscriptions when I uh, checked earlier. So less than 100 people go follow him and and he uh, gets a massive boost in, in what he can do. So good friend of the show uh, for a long yeah. time. Uh, go go take care of a Golden Eagle great in that regard. Um my other shout out is uh, to to Bump and Pilo, man. You guys uh, picked up the show after basically, as Jamie said, uh, me and Jamie were like deuces, dude. Uh, good luck later. <laughs> um, and uh, you guys picked it up and ran with it. I listen every week. Uh, it's it's a great show. Um, and uh, just kudos to you guys. Uh, appreciate you putting that good Golden Eagle content out there. Man, appreciate you, buddy. I know. I mean, I'm the the slacker of the group too. Like uh, I would do my notes for uh, for the women's sports, but everything else, I just got drunk and winged it. Uh, uh, it uh, Jamie did a lot of the heavy lifting uh, when I was involved, and uh, it it was a lot of work for me. So, and uh, that reminds me that uh, since Jason uh, doesn't like women and refuses to uh, mention this. Uh, I will congratulate the uh, Joy Lee McNellis's women's basketball team and their co-conference championship as well. Oh, very nice. Well, I was going to do softball, but I was like, I don't know. And when, yeah. Once we got through football, like you can stop the episode. Like it was like that. Yeah. That was enough time for an episode right there. Right. So. Yeah. What about you, Jamie? Shout out wise. Oh, man, I want to give a shout out to it was a bit underwhelming, but I want to give a shout out to the two people who told me they missed hearing me on the show. Um, I think one, I think one might have been sippy, maybe. I don't remember, but uh, yeah, no, but uh, yeah, definitely shout out you guys. Um, it's been it's been really, you know, I, I've had issues handing off things that I've created and had fun, but you guys are really, really owned the brand and made it your own and had fun with it. It's fun watching you guys have fun and as into Southern Miss sports as you are. And the quality of content you're putting out there, uh, very proud and very excited to see kind of what the future holds for for you guys and for for to the top talk. And yeah, the 10K goal was always a goal of mine, so it's really exciting to see that we're finally creeping up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, shout out to Shane. It's uh, gosh, one of my best buds for two decades, and uh, good to good to be back on the wire with you as well. Um, I, I, you know, I really don't have anybody. I, nobody's been nice to me since I've left. It's almost like I'm, they're like, you don't even talk. You don't even, like, I don't even know. If you, do you even go to games, Jamie? Do you even follow Southern Miss? Like, People yeah. ask me, like, does he still live here? I'm like, yeah. Does he still live here? Like, down the road. What? Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> just lives on West Coast time. He he physically lives in Hattiesburg, but he operates on West Coast time. That's very true. Very true. Oh, um, I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm going to give, uh, yeah, Brewski's on. No, yeah, plug it. I was yeah, gonna do it again. I was gonna say, again. please do it again. I we need to sell some tickets, folks. This is no, I'm joking. Uh, it's just gonna be a fun night. Gonna be a fun night there, Bruce. He's good to be back out there. Well, and that's July seventh. July seventh is a Friday. Yeah, got you. 
Yeah, so had a cool. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the graphic. Uh, my poor Photoshop skills. Basically, mm-hmm. we took mm-hmm. all the. Uh, we I just I, I got Marvel and DC superheroes and just put our comics faces on them. Uh, so you know, you see that, you know, that's the best I got. All right. I, uh, but it's good. I saw that, but I didn't know what it was. And I was just glancing through now that you're talking about it. I realized what it was. I thought it was something for like Southern Pines animal shelter or something just like at a glance <laughs> as I went by. Yeah. But you're telling me that was all the comics involved with your, yeah, I, see, I see green lantern. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't be the, like, you know, I know people think I'm a ham, but I couldn't be, I couldn't make myself Superman. You know, I had to like, all right, let me just kind of like, you want Wonder Woman? Back a little bit. Wonder Woman hits a little too close to home. So Green Lantern, well, Green Lantern, so that'll be fun. But no, it's all, it did. It was so, it was so awesome. Uh, just the fun, just the fun of base. I mean, this is, this is what it's all about was, you know, Southern baseball, Southern Miss baseball this year. It really, it felt like a Southern Miss year as a whole. Yeah, I hate yeah. I did, I hate I wasn't, here yapping about basketball and baseball, but it really felt like if okay, this feels like this feels like Southern Miss football. This feels like Southern Miss basketball. This feels like Southern Miss baseball. I mean, all across the board. So, yeah, um, yeah, I'm gonna keep yapping. But appreciate you guys for for doing all you do. It's been it's been fun to hear your evolution and hear your personalities come out and thrive. Oh, appreciate it. Just kind of you talking about how Southern it feels like Southern Miss is is back to being Southern Miss, and this we've we've got three really good coaches that want to be at Southern Miss, and uh, I mean that continuity and and keeping things going uh, is huge for the success of a program. If uh, our roughest stretch in in football memory is when we were flipping coaching staffs uh, far more often than you should, and you just can't keep. Uh, you know, winning consistently at our resource level when you're going through turmoil like that. And so we're in a good spot like right now. Let's uh, let's ride this momentum and enjoy it. Yeah. 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 I mean, coaches, ADs, presidents, you know, for a while. Um, anyway, well, guys, hey, thanks so much. Um, and listeners, we will be taking a break for a little while. Um, I don't know how long it's going to be. We we, we might sneak in a show or two every now and then, but mostly on break from now to football. So this one's been kind of a long one, but I think it's been kind of a good one. And you're going to have plenty of time to listen to it. So enjoy it. Uh, Thanks for listening in today, whatever day you might have listened and whichever platform you chose to listen in on. Remember, you can follow me at Bumper J Bailey and Patrick at P Lowry and Jamie uh something 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 and shane is something else uh you can follow us on all the social at to the top talk and don't forget about the mailbag to the top talk at gmail.com hope you guys enjoyed it tell somebody to the top today and as always southern miss to the top talk i could play for alabama usc our Notre Dame, you have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi put you all shame. I was born here in Hattiesburg, never ventured far away. When it comes to playing football, here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, RLSU. 
But Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you season is over and done the fans here in Hattiesburg will be proud of what we've done I could play for the Georgia Bulldogs Florida State or Tennessee but I chose Southern Mississippi and right here at home is where I'll always be I could play for Alabama USC our Notre Dame You have lots Of things to offer But Southern Mississippi Puts you all to shame I could play For North Carolina Ohio State Or LSU You play a good Game of football But Southern Mississippi Is a whole lot better than you season is over and done all your teams with famous names will see we're number one ask mississippi state ask mississippi state call katie case bailey with dunbar real estate for all of your real estate needs katie case bailey realtor extraordinaire something to show something to list something to sell call today at 601-408-9980 